Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. All right, we got Psalms uh, 73 and 27. Okay, she got it on the screen for us. I'm going to read. It says, this is David talking. He says, whom have I in heaven but thee? He ain't got nobody else but God. And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart felleth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. He says God is his portion. For lo, they that are far away from thee shall perish. Check that out. He says they that are far away from thee shall perish. That word perish in this particular text means to wander away. It means to lose oneself. It means to break, to fail, or to become undone. So he says, those that are far away from me, those that do not remain in God's presence will wander away, lose yourself. You're going to break. You're going to fail. You're going to become undone. This is outside of the presence of God. Come on now. So he says, um, thou hast destroyed all them that go a whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. Come on now. He said it is good for me to draw near to God. That word good means it's, it's valuable. It's prosperous. It's of great worth that I draw near to God. It is valuable that I stay in the presence of God. It is vital, it is necessary that I remain in this presence. It is prosperous for me that I stay close to God. Amen? Come on now. So he said, it is good. He said, I have put my trust in thee, Lord God, that I may declare all thy works. Praise God. We're going to go to Psalms. What happened? Okay. Psalms 16 and 8. Praise God. He says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. He says, because he is at my right hand, I should not be moved. That means because he, I'm in his presence. Because I'm in his presence, I should not be moved. Come on now. Now that word move means to slip. It means to shake. It means to fall and it means to fall into decay. To rot. So because I am in his presence, I should not be moved. I shouldn't slip. I ain't going to shake. I ain't going to fall. Come on now. Praise God. Glory to you. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices in my flesh. Also shall rest in hope. Anyway, go down to 11, uh, 16 and 11. It says, thou will show me the path of life in thy presence is full of joy at thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Man, it sounds like it's good to be in his presence, don't it? Praise God. Glory to you, precious God, precious Lord. So, we're going to go to Luke 15 and 12. We're talking about being in the presence of God, how good it is, versus being on the outside of God. Amen. Amen. Because here he just said that he said those that are outside of the presence, they're going to perish. You see what I'm saying? They're going to lose themselves. They're going to break. 
but those that is in the presence, they can't be moved. So, I mean, if you're wise, you just want to, I mean, you do whatever it takes to be in his presence, amen? Come on now. Come on, man. You're going to do whatever it takes to remain in his presence. Praise God. So now we're going to go on to this parable. This parable is long, so good thing I ain't, I'm going to try to get through it. We got about an hour. <laughs> this parable is, is pretty long, but we're going we're gonna to work our way through it. All right. Uh, Luke, uh, uh, what is it? What I give you, 15 and 11? Now, we already know Jesus is giving parables. Uh, it starts off where it talks about it uh, in 15 and 1. It's talking about the, uh, the publicans and the sinners that came to hear him, the Pharisees and the scribes. They murmuring, saying, this man receives the sinners and eat it with them. And then Jesus began to speak on parables. But anyway, uh, this is the one I want to capitalize on. Is my mic going in and out or is it just me? All right. Okay. And then he said, a certain man had two sons. Okay. And the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. All right. So you got a young man. We know that when Jesus is speaking in parables, it's a spiritual meaning behind it. You see what I'm saying? So we know who the father is. Amen. Y'all know who the father is, right? Our father. Amen. So look, he says, father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. Falleth to me means that belongs to me. Okay. That word goods means substance and it also means essence. Come on now. So goods means the substance and essence. Remember, David said, God is my portion. There's several scriptures that says God is our inheritance. Amen. So that word goods means the substance and the essence. The essence is the inner part, the nature. Come on now. He's asking for the nature of the Father. Come on now. He's actually saying God's nature, give me what belongs to me. You see what I'm saying? So that word goods means all that one has. So it's all that God is and all that he has. This son is saying, give me my share. Come on now, it belongs to me. He understands that as a son that what the father has belongs to him. Oh, come on now. Come on now. So then it says that, and he divided unto them his living. So this means that God shares who he is with us. He says, I divided it to him. I share. God shares his character with us. He shares his peace with us. He shares his joys with us. He shares his love, his nature, his power, his dominion, his authority. All he is and all he has, God is our inheritance. You see what I'm saying? He shares it because as a son, we are one. And as a one, there's a smooth connection, a flow. Come on now, between me and the Father. He shares all he has. Okay, it says that word living, he divided into them his living. Now, that word living actually means life. It means it's who he is and what he has. So here you have the father again sharing all he has and all he is with his children. Amen? He sh like I said, the father shared his peace, his life, his spirit, his dominion, authority, all power. He has just now given to this son, to his child. Let's go on to the next one. We're just going to go slow and take our that time, okay? All right, it says, and not many days after, the young son gathered all together. So all that I just listed are this, his peace, his joy, 
this nature, the God's character, everything that God had given him, he said I, he gathered it all together. Together means, together all together means to make one. It means to get all of it and he made whole. He made it complete. Come on now, I'll take a piece of this, I'll take a piece of this, and I'll bring it all together. You see what I'm saying? So he's making it whole. He's making himself complete. He is complete. He got everything that belongs to God. He got it all together. Come on now. So this means that pretty much he got his life together right now. He's in a high place right now. Come on now. He has peace. He has long-suffering. He has temperance. Come on now. He has the joy. He has all that God is right now gathered all together. He's at the house of God. He's in the presence of God, and he got it all together. Come on now. Check this out. Check this out now. Check this out. So he got it all together, all his living, okay? So at this point, and then he says once he gathered it all together, look what he does. And he took his journey into a far country. Man. See, that's what the mistake was. He took his journey into a far country. So what that means, that far country means that that is distant from the father. Come on now. The far country, his father, he was at his father's house, which is the presence of God. I got all that I need. I'm on my game. I'm, 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 I'm feeling good. I got peace. I got joy. I got happiness. I'm doing good. I'm in the presence of the father. It's going down. You feel me? I'm on my game. Can't, the devil can't stop me. So now I take all of this, and for some reason, I'm going to walk away from the father. Come on now, he leaves the father's house and go to a far country. So that far country represents a distant place from the father. Come on, man. The far country represents a distant place from the father. And not only, come on, not only did this man is in a distant place from the father, he is also in a distant place from his brother. Come on now, come on now. We's in a distant place from the Father, and he's in a distant place from his brothers and sisters in Christ. Come on now, come on now. He's distant from the Father, and he's distant from you all, from, from the church. Come on now. He's in a far place. He took all that he had. Come on, man. He separated himself. We're going to take our time and praise God. Let me sip on something. We just chill it tonight. So this man created distance between himself and the father. Each step he took separated him father from the father. So I ask yourself right now, what steps are you taking that's separating you from the father? What journey are you on that's creating distance between you and the father? Come on now. What is before you that is leaving God behind you? Come on now. Come on now. It don't necessarily have to be a physical state. You can be in a mental state and be distant from the Father. Come on now. You, you can follow. You can take a journey of thoughts. You can follow your thoughts down a path that leaves you distant from the Father. Come on now. Come on now. So you can come up here and pray and still be distant from the Father. You can go to church and hear a word and still don't receive a word because you're distant from the Father. Come on now. What steps have you taken? What journey are you on? come on now that has created this distance from the father come on now you got to ask yourself mental distance is something David said I keep the Lord before me you see what I'm saying I keep him before me always and because he is by my side I should not I should not be moved 
But if I'm taking a journey and I'm leaving, listen, if I'm going this way, my father's house this way, something else is before me, now my father is behind me. Come on now, I can't see him, I can't hear him, I ain't looking at him. I'm traveling in the opposite direction, creating distance from the father. Come on now, that's what they're talking about in here, amen? So he started distancing himself, come on. So he took a journey. To take a journey again is from one place means that my back is to what I'm leaving. My attention is on what's before me. So what is grabbing your attention, causing you to turn your back toward God? If my back is toward the Father, then I do not see him, nor am I speaking to him. Come on now. So the far country, again, represents a place of distance from the Father and his brothers. All righty. So now he's in this distant place. What do we have next? Where are we? We still on the same scripture, ain't we? Yeah, we got to break all. The Lord gave me this to break it all down. So at this distant place in this faraway country, it says, and there. And there. So, and there wasted his substance with righteous living. And there. So at this distant place, he wasted it. Come on. In this distant place, in this place outside of God's presence, is where he wasted all of this stuff. Now, look, let me tell you. Let me see what the scriptures say right here. So, wasted actually means to scatter abroad. It means to spread. The example that they gave was as you take a, uh, some grains and you throw them up in the air and they just go everywhere. They scatter. So, he wasted his substance. So, everything that God had, he scattered abroad. That means it separated. Come on, check this out. So everything that God had gave him previously that he had gathered all together and became one with and made whole, remember he gathered it all together, now in this distant place he wasted it, meaning he separated, it's spreading, that means he's falling to pieces. Come on now, he's falling apart now. Come on now, at first I had it all together Come on now, have you ever been in a spot where you're like, man, I got it all together now. I'm feeling real good in the Lord. You're praying good. You're feeling his presence only to find yourself in a distant place. Come on now, falling apart. Come on now, only to find that your peace is separating from you. Only to find your joy is leaving. Only to find your love and long-suffering is leaving. Come on now, he's in a distant place and he's falling apart. It's hard for him to maintain what he's had when he was in the presence of God. Come on now, he's falling apart, he's separating. Come on now, his peace, his joy, self-control, his dominion, his nature, his holiness, his long-suffering, his substance. Come on now, all that which he had gathered together to make whole, he's falling to place, he's falling to pieces in this distant place. Come on now, come on now, let me see what we got. We just chilling, right? Oh man. Praise God. So, again, like I said, lo, they that are far away shall perish. Come on. That's, that was Psalms. It says to wander away, to lose oneself, to break, to become undone. That's what he's doing. He's breaking. He's failing. Come on now. Once in this place, I got it all together. Now I'm distant from God. And I'm breaking. I'm falling apart. You see what I'm saying? Come on, man. And it says, with what? What, what is causing this? Riotous living. Now, riotous living, it, it actually means the dude was wilding out, but I'm going to give you the, the, the it dude, dude was really wilding out. 
But I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the main key words that, that came out of Riotous Living, and it was self-indulgence and lacking restraint. Come on now, come on now. Self-indulgence and lacking restraint. So in this place of distance, he's falling apart. He's doing what he wanna do. You see what I'm saying? He has no restraint. He has no self-control. He out here wilding out. Come on now. Come on now. So listen. So, so he's doing whatever he wants to do to satisfy his own appetite. Come on now. He's disregarding the things that he has learned from the Father in his distant place. So in this distant place, so this place of distance, it causes us to lose the ability to do what you know is right. Listen, I'm going to say that again. In a distant place, it causes you to lose the ability to do what you know what is right. You just say what you want to say. You do what you want to do. Knowing you should be keeping it together, but you don't have the grace and the strength. You in this distant place, and you know you should be keeping it together. You heard the word. The word is in you. You know you should be doing better. You know what I'm saying? It's crossing your conscience, but you don't even have the strength to act on what you know you should be doing. Come on now. So now you're in a place in the flesh to where you're just wilding out. I'm doing whatever coming to my mind. I'm, I'm doing whatever, I, you know what I'm saying, to satisfy my own appetite. Why? Because I'm in a distant place. Come on now. And I done lost in this place of closeness in, in the presence of God. I have the strength. I have the grace to abide by his words. In his presence, it's his Holy Spirit that gives us the grace and the strength in order for us to be obedient. So once I step outside into this distant place, even though I might desire to be obedient, I no longer have the grace to be obedient. I don't have that strength anymore. So I'm just wilding out. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm saying what I want to say. It crossed my mind that I'm doing wrong, but I'm at a point now like, oh, well, I'm out here now. Come on now. Come on now. That's what this guy, this is what this guy was at. He was at a distant place. Come on now. Come on now. Knowing he should have been keeping it together. All right. So, so what I got? So you slip, so you slip into your old ways here. You're doing whatever. So he lost the things that he received from God. So all right. So this tells me you cannot live distant from the Father and still maintain the things of the Father. Come on now. You cannot maintain, come on, you cannot live distant from the Father and think you're going to maintain the things of the Father. You know, now you're wondering why I ain't got peace. Why I ain't got no joy. Come on now. I had all that stuff, man. I remember I was peaceful. I was nice. I ain't cussed nobody out for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? I had it all. Now you're like, man, I'm, man I just cut somebody out. You know what I'm saying? What's, what's going wrong with me? I'm losing it. I'm losing my self-control. I'm losing my mind. You cannot maintain the things of God being distant from the Father. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. And like I said, you cannot maintain your peace, your joy, your self-control, your dominion at a distance from the Father. And like I said again, he was distant from the church. He was distant from his brothers, too. Come on. He was distant from his brother, too. So that tells you the strength in numbers, the strength in fellowship. Strength, when we all come together, you get strength from that. You say, well, I don't want to hang out with them. Well, you're going to get weaker because we all one. We're all one body. We all supply the other with what he needs. So if you decide, I just ain't going to hang out with church people no more, then guess what? You're going to fall off and start getting weak because we need each other to lean on to hold up. Come on now. We need each other to, to lean on and to hold up. So I'm in a distant place. Come on now. Mentally, physically. All right. 
We're just going to go through these scriptures. Luke uh, 15, 14. And when he had spent all, man, I'm going to get another sip of water. Y'all all right? We chilling tonight. Number 12 of us in here. <laughs> we chilling. We all right. It's hope is for somebody. Praise God. And when he spent all, spent all means to waste, to squander. The word squander means to waste in a reckless and foolish manner. So when he wasted everything he got from the father in a foolish manner, scripture tells us there arose a mighty famine. Wait a minute. He wasted everything he gave God from the father and there arose a mighty famine. Now when I looked at that from the, like I said, it's a parable so you got to go deep. I looked at mighty famine. I was like, what, what is a mighty famine? You know, famine is a scarcity of harvest and food. I said, mighty famine, that don't make sense. I can see a mighty tornado or something. You see what I'm saying? I can see a mighty storm or something, but a mighty famine? Uh, that don't really make sense to me. So when you look up the word mighty, the word mighty actually means forcible. It means forcible. It mean, and forcible means done by force. Come on, let me, let me break it down. Forcible. Forcible means done by force. Force is strength or energy as an attribute of physical action or movement. So it's like it's about forcible entry. You know what I'm saying? I done it by force. So this is a, there arose a forcible famine, meaning the famine was done by force, meaning his own actions created the famine. Come on now. The famine was a result of his actions. This is a cause and effect situation. Because he had spent all, because he wasted all, because he had lost it all, because he did all that, now I'm in a place it's a result of my behavior. You ain't got nobody to blame but yourself for the condition that you're in. Come on now. Come on now. You ain't got nobody to blame but yourself for the condition you're in. Your own actions created a famine. What is a famine? It's a scarcity of food. What is food? Food is, let me check because we're breaking it all down, right? Famine is a result, okay? So famine is a scarcity of food. Food is any substance consumed to provide nutritional support for an organism. So the substance from food is designed to provide you with energy to maintain life or stimulate growth. So scripture says the famine came in that land, meaning in this distant place from the father, it was a scarcity. He had a lack of what was necessary for energy, what was necessary for him to maintain his life, and what was necessary to stimulate growth. He didn't have it. So now we got people right now, you're in a place, come on now, you're in a famine. I ain't growing. I'm barely, I ain't even maintaining it right now. Anybody, come on now. Somebody in the spot right now, you feel like I ain't even maintaining it. I feel like I'm about to lose it, man. Today, my wife told me the other day she went to work, she said, today going to be the day, Kabal. I said, oh, Lord, I'm going to start praying for her. Today going to be the day. She going to flip out on somebody. You know what I'm saying? But, but look, it's, a, it's you want a place you want a famine, you don't have the nutrition, you, you, you don't have the presence of God to help you maintain life. You don't have the supply, you, so you're not growing, you're barely maintaining, you don't have no energy to do the work of the Lord. Come on, man. That's food. He was in the famine. And the famine happened in that land, meaning in that distant place. Or like Pastor was talking about, it, when you're living in the flesh, in that land, in that place. You see what I'm saying? Come on. And he began to be in want. Man, this, this is just, all these words, all I'm doing, honestly, all I did was read the scriptures and went and looked up the words. It's not, it's not much. It sounds good up here, but <laughs> I really didn't do that. <laughs> I, really, I really didn't do that. 
Oh, uh, okay, again, yeah, so because you allowed yourself something to, to cause you to draw away from that intimate place, uh, you, you was the cause of your own actions. So this tells me that, that we are responsible for maintaining that intimate place. Come on now. If my actions created the famine, the scarcity, this lack of supply, then I am responsible to maintain my close relationship with God. Come on now. We are responsible to steward our relationship with God. Okay? If you want peace and joy, that's going to be some obstacles and stuff. You're going to fight your way through. You're going to have to, you come on now, you're going to have to fight real hard some mental battles, some work, some distractions, things that are grabbing your attention because it is vital. It is prosperous. It is a must that you stay close to God. So it says it, you are responsible for maintaining your intimate relationship. And the enemy, come on now, everything is good in the presence of God. Come on now, in the presence of God, I can't be moved. In the presence of God, I got peace, I got joy, I got happiness, I got dominion, I got authority, I got power. Come on now, I got love, I got long-suffering. You see what I'm saying? All of this, the enemy don't want me to have that. You see what I'm saying? So I'm going to have to fight to maintain my nearness to God. Come on now, it's going to be all kind of distractions coming my way that I'm going to have to, come on. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to press. You're going to have to push. It's vital. It's necessary. Come on now. Come on now. Man, but then he says he began to be in want. To be in want means he began to be inferior. Wow. To fall short, to be deficient, to come behind, he began to lack. Okay, to be in want also means to be left behind in the race and so fail to reach the goal to fall short of the end, to be inferior in power, influence, and rank. <laughs> That's crucial. That's crucial for that distant place. So when this distant place outside of the presence of the Father, he's losing power, he's losing dominion, he's losing authority, he's feeling weak and defeated, he's losing confidence and self-esteem, he's getting left behind, and he feel like he just don't have enough, he don't have what it takes. Come on now. And he starts to feel that he's unworthy. All of this is outside of the presence of God. Come on now, because when he was in the presence, he had it all together. I gathered it all together. Now, he gathered it all together. But then he took a distance. So what, oh, man, no, let me get ahead of myself. Listen, this man had tasted the goodness of the Lord already. He, he was already in the presence of God. You see what I'm saying? He knew what was good. He knew, I might be getting ahead of myself, but he knew how good it was to be in the presence of God. Amen? Then he went to that distant place. Man, where we at now? This is why it's, okay, this is why it's important to maintain a close relationship with the Father. So 15, 15, where we at? Okay, so he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. So right now, right now, <laughs> that's crazy. Right now, at this point, he's desperate. This desperate. He desperate, right? He needs some help. He ended up feeling like, man, I got to go. I got to do something. You see what I'm saying? I'm in a bad situation. I'm losing it. I'm falling apart. I feel defeated. I feel uh, inferior. You feel me? I'm lacking. I'm falling behind. I'm desperate. I got to go holler at somebody. Somebody got to provide me with some help. But what did he go do? He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. What that mean? He went and connected with somebody that was in the same place he was in. <laughs> he a citizen of the country that he connected with. That means he in the same distant place that he from the father that I'm in. 
Come on now. Come on now. You can't be careful that you don't go when you start falling off, that you don't go to somebody that's doing better worse than you are. Come on now. They distant from God. You going to them for advice. They in the same place you in. He, was, he went to somebody that was in the same country, in the same distant place. Come on now. And what he do? He led him to, he led him to the hog pen. <laughs> so the information and the direction that this person gave him sent them to the hog pen. I know I'm going to see you over here to the pen to be with the swine. Come on now. That's the kind of information you're going to get when you're dealing with people that's in the, same, in the dark place too. He in the dark place too. Come on now. He led him to the <laughs> He led him to the same. He led him to the pen. He, <laughs> he said, I don't know what to do with you neither. Go to the pen with the, come on, why you coming to me? You see what I'm saying? I don't know. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, that's real, man. So don't go seeking help from somebody doing just as bad as you are. Just said that he ain't close to the father neither. What you asking him for help for? So what? They, so what that means? This man got me all out here with the pigs. So key point: seeking help from someone that is distant from the father will lead you to a crappy situation. <laughs> Come on, man. This cool right here. I like tonight. He just chilling. <laughs> What we all, 15? All right, go to 16. So it says, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. Husk is like some kind of fruit that the, uh, some kind of fruit that they said the swine eat. But he's just looking for anything right now to fill his appetite. He's looking for anything to fill that void. Come on now. He's looking for anything to fill that empty place. And see right here in this spot, this one you go back, this one when you go back to them old habits. <laughs> this one, this one, this one, this one, people, you know what I'm saying? This one I go back to, man. I'm finna smoke something. I'm finna drink something. You feel me? You go back to them old habits because you're looking for anything to fill that void, that void that has come since I'm in a distant place. See, when I was in the presence of God, you know, I was good. You see what I'm saying? But now I'm out here in this distant place. I need some help. I need anything. So what I do, I'm so far away from the Father, I start turning around and looking around in this hog pen. Man, I see something to smoke in this hog pen. I see something to drink in this hog pen. You start going back to old things that you're familiar with. You see what I'm saying? You start thinking old thoughts. It don't got to be that you start doing drugs. You start thinking old thoughts. You see what I'm saying? Reverting back to old ways. You see what I'm saying? You in this distant place. Come on. I know somebody that been there. I know somebody that been there. I ain't the only one. You know what I'm saying? You done tasted the goodness of the Lord. Now you're in this distant place. And, man, come on now. Y'all got to be careful. Press by my, all my new people, man. This, this could be a warning for somebody or, or something. You feel me? So, 17. And when he came to himself, what that mean? So, man, I'm out here tripping. So, now we, I'm in a hog pen. I'm out here tripping, reverting our old ways, looking around for stuff, trying to see what I can eat out here. Then he said he came to himself. What that means, he, 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 he woke up. You see what I'm saying? He, he woke up. He, um, let me see where I'm at. He woke up, and he out here like, he realized, he woke up, and he recognized what he had at the father's house. You see what I'm saying? When I came to myself, me and he woke up. And he says, how many, he thought to himself, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare? And I'm sitting out here looking stupid. 
Come on, man. <laughs> I'm sitting out here and I'm perishing away with food and people at my father's house, they got enough food for themselves and enough to spare and these just high service. And I'm a son and my dumb self out here. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. I know how good it is at my father's house. That's when he woke up. He woke up and said, man, I'm out here tripping. And I know it's good at the father's house. I didn't experience it. I didn't taste it, the goodness of the Lord. I didn't been there. I know I get abundance when I'm at the father's house. I know I get filled when I'm at the father's house. I know there's fullness and much supply at the father's house. Why am I out here looking stupid? Doing, you know what I'm saying? In lack, in want, feeling, in, you know, feeling inferior. Come on, man. That's what he said. He came to himself. He woke up. He said, Why, what you doing? Boy, you tripping, man. You got a father that got it all. He woke up. Come on, man. When he came to himself. <laughs> man, we chilling tonight. Man. So what he's saying is in close proximity to the father, there's more than enough to satisfy my appetite. And I look real foolish right now because I'm dying from hunger. He woke up. He woke up and said, why am I living like this when I know there's a better life? Come on, man. I know somebody that been there before. Come on, why am I out here living like this? I know it's a better life. I didn't taste it. I know I didn't live. I walked in it. I walked in it already. I didn't, I didn't have victory before. I didn't have no meaning in the door. I didn't have confidence. You see what I'm saying? I didn't have that already. I know what that, I know what that's like. So why am I out here experiencing this when I know there's something better for me? Come on now. Now I can see, I can see out here experiencing it, and then I don't know no better. I don't, I ain't tasted the goodness. You see what I'm saying? Come on now. I ain't tasted the goodness. I can see, I can see being out here and I ain't tasted the goodness before. But you already know what, what, come on, man. You done been around the brothers. You done been around the brothers and sisters of the church. You done, you've been praying. You've been in the father's house. You, he done filled you up already. He done gave you everything that's his. He done laid it on you. You already experienced it. So you wake up. Man, why am I out here like that, living like this? Man, I would, that's, it's, it's, praise God, glory to you. Uh, I have had peace before. I joy, long suffering, dominion, self-control. Luke 15 and 18. So he came to himself. He said, no more of this. <laughs> he said, I'm about to get up out this place, man. Come on. Come on and give it up. If you never got up before, man, you need to clap. Come on, man. Man, if you never got up before, you need to clap, man. Man, you done woke up. You done woke up. <laughs> you done woke up. He said, I will arise and go to my father. But he looked and say to him, listen what he said. Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Come on with the next one. And I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of the servants. Man, that's a bad place. Even though he's woke up and he's going home, but his mentality has been damaged now. You see what I'm saying? What, he, what he's experienced now, he's feeling unworthy now. You know what I'm saying? Now he's stumbling. He's he, he dreading going to the father's house. He know that in the father's house is good. He know all I got to do is get to the father's house, and I'm going to be in a better situation. He know that, but his journey back home was crucial on him. Come on now. That journey back home was heavy. I, I can bet he stood out. I bet, I bet he kind of was going slow like, man, I done messed up. <laughs> Man, I had no people see me up in there. They see me having it all together, man. And I'm out here now. I look foolish. I'm finna come back up in there, man. I don't know if they're gonna receive me. He know if his father's gonna receive. He know how to receive him. That's why he's he trying to make an excuse. Look, just make me one of your servants. He didn't know how we was gonna receive him. 
You see what I'm saying? He didn't know how the Father was going to receive him. Come on now. He didn't want to go up in there. So uh, what did he say? Go ahead to the next one. And he arose and came to his father, but he, when he was yet a great way off, man, God, come on, man. Ain't God so good? Praise God. Praise God. His father saw him and had compassion and ran. Check out that, and ran. Listen, I know the scriptures say you draw nigh to God, he's going to draw to you. But this, 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 like Pastor said earlier, God is taking double takes. You see what I'm saying? So this man walking and moping, and he, he feeling depressed. He feeling sad. He feeling ashamed. He feeling condemned. Man, I done blew it. Man, I ain't worthy. Man, I done lost it all. And his father see him. So he's drawing near to the father. His father see him coming. I see you coming, baby. I know you depressed. I know this and that. I know you taking your time. But his father ran to him. Come on now. Listen. So his father was eager to close the distance. Come on, man. Come on, man. Because he loves you, he wants you in his presence. His father ran and fell on his neck. The father is so eager to close that distance. Come on now. You walking slow, the father ran. Man, there you go. He coming home. He coming home, man. Come on now. He had compassion on him, fell on his neck and kissed him. What the next one say? And the son said to the father, remember all this stuff that was beating him up in his head, Father, I had sinned against heaven, and in thy sight, I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. What else we got? And bring, oh, what, what happened? Did we miss something? Go back. Did I get 22? Okay, but the father said to his servants, <laughs> bring the best. But look, well, look, well, look, what, look what happened, though. Between, between that, bring the best. The father said to the servants, bring the best. So you got this dude coming in, feeling, feeling. He, he's explaining to the father. He's trying to look, I done sinned against heaven. Man, I done fell off. I done blew everything you gave me. You feel me? The father completely overlooked it. He didn't even consider the mess that he was trying to, I ain't even trying to hear what you're trying to say. You see what I'm saying? He completely overlooked the fact that this man then went out there and fell off. He wouldn't even concern about his actions. Come on now, the father is not concerned about your mess-ups. He's just concerned that you, come on now, he's just concerned that you're close to him. He just wants you in his presence. I ain't concerned about what you done done. I just want you close to me. Come on now, come on now, we ain't worried about that. He said, bring forth the best robe. So what he's doing, he's restoring his dignity. He's re he look, because he, could listen, in his mind, in his mind, he had, he had, he had, he had lost everything. He was feeling, it said already he was feeling inferior. He was feeling, he lost dominion, authority. So he's identity. He said, I ain't no longer to be, I don't even want to be called a son. I'm no longer worthy to be a son. So he had lost, in his mind, he had lost his identity. In his mind. But that wasn't his true reality. You see what I'm saying? In my mind, you might lose your identity, but in true reality, he didn't lose his identity. His father quickly restored him. He put on the robe. That's his dignity. He put on a ring on his finger. That's authority. Come on now, shoes on his feet. Come on, man. The father quickly restored him. He ain't actually, he ain't, he ain't have to go through no, oh, Lord, please forgive me, this and all that. The father embraced him and restored him. Come on now, what we got next? And bring her to the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. It's all good. God just wants you in his presence. This man didn't blew it. This man didn't blew it. So it goes to say, it don't matter what you out there, what you done done. God just wants you in his presence. What we got? For this is my son was dead and is alive again. Come on. To be dead is to be separated from life. The father is life. 
You see what I'm saying? Sin separates you. He was dead. He separated. To be alive is to be reconnected back to the Father. I am life. I am your life. So to connect to me is to be alive. Come on now. He was lost and is found, and they began to be married. I could stop right there, but I'm going to go ahead and, and we're going to touch on one little topic about y'all. We're going we're gonna to talk to the, to the church real quick. But uh, that was my main point about the man coming home. But check out the, check out the brothers and sisters that was at the house. Now, we already, now, now look, praise God. Bless, everybody clap, praise God for what he done already with the, with the son and all that. Because we didn't, you know, we dealt with that. We dealt with one little topic. Now, I just want get, to get to this real quick. Now, his elder son was in the field, and he came and drew nigh to the house. He heard music and dancing. Come on now. And he said unto him, thy brother is come, and the father have killed the fatty calf because he have received him safe and sound, 28. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, came to his father out and entreated him. All right. And he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time. What? Oh, okay. Neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. Well, and what? And, and yet you never gave as me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But listen, that's the mentality. We got to make sure we don't have that mentality. Because we in the house. You see what I'm saying? We getting blessed. You see what I mean? We feel we got our peace. We got our joy. You see what I'm saying? When somebody come off the street and somebody and God decides he's going to pour it out on them, he's going to bless them, he's going to lift them up, he's going to fill them up, don't start hating on them. You know what I'm saying? Don't start hating on people that get blessings. You feel me? Come on now. Come on now. Don't start hating on people because, man, they've been running the streets. Man, they, they went back to doing drugs and all that. Now they came in two weeks. They they back on their feet already. God blessing them. Uh, how that happened? No, man. Don't, don't have that kind of attitude. Come on, man. Don't be hating on nobody, man. <laughs> what else we got? I'm just going to finish this out. We can go home. But as soon as thy son was come in, uh, which he had devoured the living harlots, thou hast killed what? Kill for him the fatty calf. All right. And he said to him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all thou have is thine. Come on. Y'all already with him? You just got to understand all God has is yours. His nature. His, come on. Every, every aspect of God, who he is, he shares it. He shares it with his son because we won. I'm going to share it. You see what I'm saying? Who I am, what I have, it's yours. You know what I'm saying? So we shouldn't be in won't, we shouldn't be in deficiency at no time. You just gotta know that it belongs to you already. The, uh, at, at the beginning, the man said, "Man, give me what's mine." You know what I'm saying? He already knew that it, he, it belonged from the Father. We don't have to beg and ask our Father for nothing. You see what I'm saying? We begging for peace. We begging for joy. You don't gotta beg for that. It's already yours. It's your inheritance. God is your inheritance. Come on now. All right, I think it's the last one. Go ahead. Uh, it was me that we should make merry and be glad for this. Thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is now found. Praise God. Let me see if I got any closing remarks. We just was teaching real quick. Oh. So, <laughs> I don't know what that song came to say. Can you see? Oh, that's coming to America. Y'all ain't know. <laughs> it ain't. It ain't. <laughs> Hey, y'all ever heard that song, Coming to America? <laughs> it ain't nothing spiritual about it. I don't, even know why I can't, I don't even know why it came to my mind just now. Coming to America. I don't even know what's going on right now. Watch, but we through with this. Look, watch what goes on in your mind. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? Listen, every, everything that comes to your mind, you ain't got to say it out your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Come on, now you got to, look, we all have dominion over our box. This is called the communication box. You know what I'm saying? You don't allow, this has nothing to do with nothing, but don't allow everything that comes to your mind to control you. You see what I'm saying? It's communication box. If it's not, listen, to your mind, the communication box, the flesh has access to it. You have access to it. The spirit of the Lord has access to it. So you got all of this going on in your mind. You see what I'm saying? Trying to control you, trying to get dominion. So if it's not of the Father, then you kick it out. Come on now. The body is for the Lord. The Lord is for the body. So every thought that comes to my mind, I can't act on it. I can't let it out. You see what I'm saying? I can't let this body be used for someone other than the Lord. My mouth can't be used for someone other than the Lord. You see what I'm saying? So control your thoughts. You don't have to sit and dwell on everything you think of. Just check it. Is that a God? You see what I'm saying? Start kicking stuff out. Because, listen, your mind and your thoughts control your behavior, your actions, your disposition, your emotions, your feelings. You see what I'm saying? Thoughts that are not of God might have you depressed and sad. You see what I'm saying? You got to control that box. It's all kind of thoughts going to come to it. You have dominion over it. Don't think on it. The Bible tell you what to think on. Come on now. Oh, yeah, I'm just, that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But that was just, <laughs> that was just a little piece of game. That's for free. <laughs> all right, y'all. That was it, man. Praise God. I just, that's what God gave me. That's it. Glory to God. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.